Hey friend and happy Monday, June the 7th. As always, thank you for tuning in to Divine Exhortations with me, Drea. I hope everyone had a great past week. This past weekend was quite a wonderful one as I was able to be a part of our women's retreat virtually and it was just such a wonderful uh, forum to be a part of. On Friday evening, uh, the foundation was laid in regards to purpose and God's purpose for our lives. And that purpose doesn't come from us, but it comes from him. And so just having the foundation of that as believers set the tone for the weekend and our presenter in the Saturday uh, morning session went through purpose and used some biblical examples and talked about us surrendering our lives to God and in doing so transformation takes place. And so I'm just so grateful to God that all of us everyone that is listening today that you have a purpose in the will of God that he puts something inside of you and this is why I decided to do the character bible study just to sort of outline and reiterate or reinforce this idea of purpose that these men and women of God they all had a purpose. God wanted them to do something for him to advance his kingdom or to impact the lives of the broken or the lost. And so with that being said, and we are now in the month of June and our focus is men. Today, our first character Bible study is Ananias. Sorry, Ananias. There we go. Uh, and there's three Ananiases in the Bible. And I was reading in a commentary that it was a common name among Jews. So today we are looking at Ananias of Damascus. Um, this brother here was involved in the conversion um, of Paul's um, transformation, as you call it, uh, when Paul uh, was converted. And so let's go through his character profile today as I rightly mentioned earlier that Ananias he lived and resided in Damascus he was a disciple of Jesus Christ Ananias was described as a devout man according to the law and had a good reputation with all the Jews that lived in Damascus and I believe that was um, in Acts 22 I believe I think Paul was uh, sharing with the believers uh, just about Ananias and then the last point we learn is that Ananias is the Greek form of the Hebrew name Hananiah that means Yahweh has been gracious and so in Acts chapter 9 it's mainly centered around Paul's or I should say Saul's conversion on the road to Damascus it outlines him preaching Christ in the synagogues and Paul escaping death and miracles that took place further down in the chapter. Ananias' story is located in Acts chapter 9 verses 10 through to 19 and we see his involvement in the conversion process of Saul. The Lord appears to Ananias in a vision and tells him to go where Saul is. Ananias is a bit hesitant at first knowing Saul's history and background with the saints in Jerusalem. 
Ananias then voices that concern to God, but the Lord reiterates to Ananias to go because Saul was a chosen vessel unto him. Ananias complies and meets Saul and the exchange they have would change the trajectory of Saul's life forever. Let's read his story in Acts chapter 9 verses 10 through to 18. It reads as this, Now there was a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision he was seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. Verse 15. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me to you that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Last verse 18. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight at once and arose and was baptized. Amen. Now, we don't know anything about Ananias prior to or after his exchange with Saul. We don't know how he came to Damascus or what happened to him afterward. From what we do know, we can think of him as an average follower of Jesus, a certain disciple. Ananias was an ordinary man, not an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, an evangelist, an elder or a deacon. Yet God used him in the same way God can use us to accomplish his assignment that he has given you. And so God speaks to Ananias in a completely different way than he spoke to Saul. The vision from God was very specific. God told Ananias about a specific street. The street was called Straight. He tells him about a specific house, the house of Judas, a specific man, one called Saul of Tarsus, a specific thing the man was doing, which was Saul. He was praying. A specific vision Saul had. In a vision, he was seeing a man named Ananias. The specifics were necessary and important because God asked Ananias to do something so bold and dangerous in meeting Paul, the one who was persecuting the church. God was guiding him. And God gave him ways to confirm this. God's instructions to Ananias were very clear. But curiously, God told Ananias about Saul's vision in Ananias' own vision. 
Certainly, Ananias had heard that this angry and violent persecutor named Saul of Tarsus was on his way from Jerusalem. The disciples in Damascus must have anxiously prepared for the coming of persecution. In verse 13, Ananias says, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done. Ananias' objections were perfectly logical and well legitimate. However, it presumed that God needed instruction or at best counsel. Ananias almost asked God, do you know what kind of guy this, this man is? Do you know God? Saul, do you really know who he is and what he's done? And in fact, Ananias knew a great deal about the mission of Saul and how much harm he did to the saints in Jerusalem. Here he has authority from the chief priest to bind, right, all those who call upon the name of God. And so Saul had right to throw them in prison. And it was widely known throughout uh, Damascus and throughout Jerusalem. God had a call upon the life of Saul. At this time, God had not yet revealed that calling to Saul. It seems that God may have told Ananias first. And I would not blame Ananias for a measure of disbelief or uncomfortability. Such a great big calling for such an unlikely and ordinary man. This took great courage. And just for some history or context here, in past times, Christians have had to deal with those who would pretend to be converted to infiltrate the followers of Jesus. And so it gives more reason to why Ananias probably had a bit of suspicion or fear uh, in this whole um, exchange with God about Saul. And so let's run on. Ananias gets to where Saul is. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul. And I want to pause here for a moment. Because the act of laying his hands and the words Brother Saul powerfully communicated the love of God. Saul, who was blind and could not see the love on Ananias' face. And so he communicated it through touch and his voice. The scales fall from Saul's eyes and he was able to see and get baptized. At this point, Ananias fades from the story and we don't hear of him anymore. His role in the drama of Acts is very small yet significant. We see a man who wavered when he heard God's voice. Yet despite his initial hesitation, he was faithful and obedient. While at first he thought he might have to correct God, in the end he was submitted and he submitted himself to the call of God upon his life. God then used Ananias to further his purposes in launching the career of the most influential of the apostles. Ananias' small act of obedience led to a great harvest for the kingdom. In closing, small acts of obedience that are premised on the word of God, even when they seem contrary to reason, and even when they seem to challenge what seems so plain, can have great significance. Our perspective is so small and so limited. 
God's perspective is wide, taking in all of history in a single glance. I encourage you today to rely on him, rely on his word, rely on his voice, trusting that he will not lead us astray. Join with me as I close out in prayer. Great and mighty God, we honor you today. You are seated in majesty and all power belongs to thee. Faithful and loving Savior, we know that you know all things. There are no limitations you face, no hindrances you incur that can stop your plan and will for our lives. We thank you for seeing the average and ordinary person. You see their heart, you see their willingness, and you see their commitment. And so God, you use who you see fit. Help us to know your voice so that when you speak, we move without reservation. Give us the specifics, God. Give us the confirmations along the way. In the event we are uncertain, it is you. Lead us back to the altar of prayer so we can spend time there learning and knowing your voice. Give us the boldness and the courage to speak your word, even when it doesn't make sense. Help us to realize that we are finite, but you, O oh Lord, are infinite in every way. Our prayer is that we will rely on your word and trust that you know what you are doing. Your purpose is far bigger than what we can imagine. So I pray that when you call, we reply with, Here I am, Lord. Cover us this week and may your presence continue to be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Much love and many blessings. Bye. Hey, friend. Thank you for listening to today's exhortation. I believe you were inspired, challenged, and encouraged today. Because of that, don't keep it to yourself. Share this podcast with a friend, a family member, even a coworker. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day. Honestly, I feel so special. Let's do this again. See you next week.